Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this, and we have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, as to, to, to Paris, Paris, the former Secretary of State. And if we don't, who does? To Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, I saw a very funny video uh, this week of a, it was a dash cam video from a police car running over another police officer. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen a ton of videos where the police will use their car in a foot chase to run somebody down. Like they come flying up on somebody on foot and they slam on the brakes at the last second and hit them just hard enough to fucking knock them down and break several bones, but not actually drive over their body and crush them to death, right? Like, right. it's it's a very deliberate thing they do, right? I mean, that battering ram on the front of the car is there for a reason, right? Right, right. But the video was from a, a fucking cop who was running across the street, and they you can clearly see the driver of the car, of the police car, another police officer, deliberately turn and swerve and hit him on purpose. Yeah, to completely go out of his way to fucking run him down. Right. And they were responding to a car theft or a car. I don't know what it was, but it was so. And the officer he runs over was black. So it was like (laughs) the cop who ran him over was so racist that he all he saw was the person's race and just assumed they must be the suspect because they're the black person uh, and and hits them with the car. And it turned out it was a cop who was in a normal, regular police uniform. Yeah. The same uniform the cop that hit him was wearing, I'm assuming. So he was so racist that he forgot, you know, he, he just tunnel vision was like, oh, the black guy running, hit him. <laughs> you know, like, oh, wait, you, you forgot the blue lives matter there for a second, didn't you? Didn't you? Um, so th- this apparently the dash cam footage got released before the department was ready to talk about it, apparently. And they hadn't all, you know, gotten their story straight. I was going to say they haven't figured out a fucking lie to, to cover it yet. Yeah, right. So. So they're just saying that, yes, an officer was hit by a car, but they don't know who hit the officer with the car. It could have been anybody. I shit you not. So this is just for some, from some random news article that said on, on Tuesday, officials with the LAPD, great, great department there, LAPD, would yep. not confirm that the officer was hit by one of their own cruisers. But they did say they were in pursuit of a stolen vehicle when another officer was struck at the termination, sustaining life-threatening uh, or non-life-threatening injuries. At a termination of the pursuit, I'm assuming is what they mean. Sustaining non-life-threatening injuries. We are very thankful that our officer was not seriously injured in this accident. <laughs> accident. Again, you hit somebody with your car on purpose. That's not a fucking accident. <laughs> okay, but they don't, they don't know, like, they, they're just, like, their first thought is, oh, we're going to get sued, right? Because yep. cop on, you know, the, the one thing you can't do if you're a cop, is intentionally hurt another cop, right? That then there's huge liability, uh, you know, just on a personal level, the union level, um, you know, what their benefits are going to be after that. Like so, yeah, just just fuck it. Like even I don't know. It's it's I'm you know I guess glad he didn't get killed because the, the as as hard as he gets hit by this car, like he go his fucking body goes like tumbling down the street like thirty feet. Oh no, it was it was pretty horrific looking. I mean, and it was very clear that that there was no way this guy fucking accidentally hit him. Like he was doing the yeah exactly what you said, trying to you know do the thing where you just run up and kind of bump him and send him flying. But right. I, Right, it's just it, so I mean, bizarre. It's, still, it's it's all it's the momentum of a, a two and a half ton vehicle with a battering ram on the front of it hitting a human body. No, if anyone else did, it would be attempted manslaughter or attempted murder. But you know, it's a cop, oh, it would so. be it would absolutely be first degree murder. Yeah. <laughs> they would they would analyze every frame of that video to show. Uh, I- 
I don't even mean just to a cop. I just mean like if one person did that to another like civilian, it would it would be at least like attempted fucking murder. Oh yeah. Well, you remember there was there was my favorite headline of all time was that uh, it was like a cyclist shoots driver for over attempted murder. Uh, police address driver <laughs> because <it> was, <laughs> yeah. this, this, this guy was uh, it was a husband and wife. They were riding their bikes. Husband was packing, and a driver tried to hit him on purpose. So he stood his ground and fucking shot the driver. Wow. And apparently, you know, because the the wife was there and could corroborate what had happened, the police were like, "All right, well, driver attempted murder, and this guy's protected his himself and his wife by shooting him." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, what are you gonna do at that point? You know, Fuck. I have I have a screenshot of that headline from the news too that I, I treasure. <laughs> um, speaking of treasures, uh, just real quick, I was mentioning to you off the air. Uh, I did see something for the first time. Uh, last night, uh, not the first time I've seen it, but first time since I was pretty young that I've seen it. Yeah. And the first time I saw it in 4K, I watched a thing last night, the classic 1982 John Carpenter uh, joint. and uh, Which is itself a remake. That then yes, a... of the of a 50s movie, uh, right. I think from another right. world. What a what a fucking you know to to, to steal fucking Al Pacino's line. Uh, what a picture. What just you know, <laughs> it, it never it never ceases to amaze me. Like I, I'm always like, yeah, you know, John. I always say John Carpenter, one of my favorite, probably my favorite overall filmmaker. Even though he may not be like the best. Obviously, he's not the best filmmaker, but my personal favorite, just because so many of his movies have been, uh, you know among my my kind of cat my personal canon but yeah um, some of those films have some cheesy elements but i think that was indicative to 80s horror in general but um, he's just so fucking on fire when he when he's cooking yeah. he's fucking cooking with gas like he you know just that this incredible fucking stretch of halloween the thing escape from new york they live fucking in the mouth of madness just the prince of darkness like just every you know Every like seminal '80s action horror sci-fi movie, uh, nobody was really doing it on his level. And this movie, it's like I talk all the time about how good old movies, even mediocre old movies, look compared to movies today. Just because there wasn't the budget to just be lazy as fuck and like CGI the entire landscape. So you either had like a super fake looking set, like you know you'd get out of like '50s and '60s movies, where it was like obviously like the the skyline is not even real it's a fucking you know it's a big canvas in the background mm. or you they would go and film in this amazing fucking like natural landscape because it was like where else are you going to do it you know like what i, right. I can't recreate you know fucking you know something the, else the, the that's, that's really nova scotia yeah something really unique to the 70s and early 80s too was it was the first time that you had film stocks that were light sensitive enough that you could start shooting with only available light oh you know, good call, or, yeah. or only practical lighting i mean just look at some of the films like the warriors that were shot almost exclusively at night with only available lighting and look how fucking good they look right and no, that's and like 100%. really the, the only time they did it because before they had to shoot you know day for night like westerns you know and they're walking around right. and they have like like five different shadows somehow because they're adding right. more light to it you know and you see like the sun reflecting off his face but it's like sort of looks like it's nighttime it's like come on guys we know <laughs> right, we know right. we know we know this is day for night but um and, and then after the 80s you start getting to the point where you know they they could shoot with or without it, but then you get into like digital photography and it just, it never looked as good. It's you never know? quite as nice. You know, it's never, it's never quite, it's never quite as crisp. It's never quite as vivid. Um, but this yeah. movie is in that perfect fucking sweet spot and everything in this movie it is. Uh, looks it is. fucking incredible. Like just the shots outside. I'm just amazed. Like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this is like, he's coming off making a $375,000 movie like two years before this. And he's out here making this big, I think this is his first big studio movie. Um, it's only had like a budget, like 3 million, I think, which, you know, again, for a movie is not a lot of money. That was just um, for the ice machine too. I mean, everyone well, else worked for free. And yeah. they shot on location for the exteriors in, in Nova Scotia because I mean, and you could tell that they're fucking really in an, in, in, wait, you know, they, they weren't climate. actually, they didn't actually go down to Antarctica to shoot that. <laughs> no, that would have been a little cost prohibitive, but they did go to a really remote. <laughs> I, I love I love that, like, the, all these guys are just, you know, isolated at, like, a research station, but, like, they never really make it clear what the fuck they're researching. <laughs> so, I, I, I it's, it's not really I was, important, but I was reading about it. apparently something about, like, magnets, something about magnets and their effect on something. Like, it was, it was some, it was some bullshit <laughs> they, that he pulled out of his ass for an around. interview, you know? 
It was, they were like, hey, magnets, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> but Carpenter was like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, we always see these, a movie where like a bunch of mooks fucking take on like some creature or something or a bunch of army guys. He's like, I just wanted to see like a bunch of smart people, how they would approach, you know, that same type of situation. Um, and it's it, it's incredibly effective. The script itself is incredibly effective. The, the fucking uh, just the practical effects are, are off the chart incredible the the practical monsters and and you know just various gross shit that that they built for this movie um yeah but yeah. but it's just the cinematography too is just is you know all those exterior shots where they had to just been using you know some combination of just this natural uh, incredible like lighting from the kind of uh, out to you know that this this encampment they built and the fucking flares all the, the flares which had this great uh just this great, you know, lens flare, no pun intended that they create, yeah. uh, when you're shooting them outside, it's just, it, what, what, what a great atmospheric, uh, setup for that movie. And, and know, so many little hidden clues good. too in the movie, like so many clues. Cause at the end of the movie, they don't, you know, the, there's two guys left and they, <laughs> they each think the other one is the alien. Right. Right. And, and you, but we don't know until you, notice that one of them is, has cold breath and the other one doesn't oh fuck i didn't even notice it see i gotta now that i know i gotta go back and watch for like the little tip-offs now that i kind of you know yeah who, well uh, i mean imdb like you can just eat this shit up all day if you yeah. want to yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so who you go back the, and you watch didn't have the cold breath i don't want to tell you you're just gonna have okay, to go watch yeah. i mean it's 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 you know the guy from the move well it's it's fucking i forget the guy's name it's it's you know it's burt Burt Reynolds. What the fuck am I saying? Burt Reynolds. Kurt Russell and Keith David. Right. Kurt Russell. Okay. So, you know, obviously it's not the, the, you know, the main guy, right? So it's the other guy who, like, they were sitting there. They're, you know, they've blown up the whole fucking station. There's no (laughs) shelter. They're just, like, sitting there, kind of like, well, I guess we'll just wait till, you know, whatever happens, happens. Right. Uh, And, and real subtle detail is that, you know, they're out, they're outdoors in the fucking Arctic. Uh, Antarctic, and one of them has cold breath, and the other one doesn't have any cold breath. Hmm. Nice, nice. So. Yeah, and obviously, you know, he disappears, like, and goes off and comes back. It's like this this key fucking indicator that there's something <laughs> that this guy's fucking, this guy's the fucking thing. Uh, this I wasn't I wasn't clear either if the thing can become multiple people at once or if it has to like go from thing to thing, like 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 mimic to mimic. Like I, I, it's kind of the science was a little or maybe they just kind of like purposely left that vague or like i'm sure some nerd has a fucking breakdown on the internet yeah, of like, I, don't know. I don't know but 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 that was my confusion uh and and maybe that was intentional is like i couldn't figure out like are there like three people that are the thing or is it like one of them is the thing at any you don't know because they don't time know. right and that's and what that's, that, that's what makes the tension and the paranoia so great is that you know, these people seem like they don't even really know each other that well. Like, it's not, it doesn't, they didn't have, like, I never got the sense that they had this, like, working camaraderie the way that, like, the people in Alien do, where you right, can, right. you can tell from the dialogue that, like, these people had worked together for a long time and had, like, an established relationship, a hierarchy, you know, uh, the two working class guys are talking about wages right out of hibernation <laughs> and right. Ripley, the managers, like, tell them to shut the fuck up about it, you know, and, you know. So that was, I mean, it didn't, th- the thing didn't really have that, but I didn't, I don't think it needed to, because it wasn't, you know. No, and, and like, it was, the, that was, he was trying to kind of create the different dynamic for that, for that team. It was, it was the team of people who were all on the same sort of level, you know, intellectually, to some extent, at least. I'm sure there were, you know, a couple guys there who, who were just there as like, you know, backup or help or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I fucking great movie. Um, yeah incredible stuff from carpenter he, he, did, he did steal a little bit from alien too where you know the computer somehow can like calculate the odds of their survival <laughs> yeah no that just just and it's just the text it's clearly like a, a, a tight tip like typed out text on the screen it's like, like ms you know, computer from right it's not like the future where it's, it controls the whole ship and it can fucking has all this you know no, data no. and everything else um but yeah no that <laughs> I, I i just and the fucking that that incredible scene with the uh, with the testing the blood with the where he ties him up and he uses the fucking wire to set like just everything about that th- that the last like 40 minutes of that movie incredibly well paced and tense and, and, 
and that scene too, where it's like, oh, where well, they're all tied up and they have to give blood samples. They're going to test them one by one. Like it, on paper, I would be like, that's a really weird scene, especially for as long as it goes on for. Uh-huh. You know, if I wrote it, it would be like, oh, they all tested it, and then we, you know, waited to find out, and they came back and found out, or whatever. But like to have everybody like tied up like that, <laughs> I would. That, that seems like a scene that wouldn't work, but it does work in this movie somehow, uh, and it's it, it's kind of strange how it works. It's it works because Carpenter actually is a really funny writer and director. Like he's a weirdly funny writer and director, and the way, and I was just thinking about this as I was watching this last night because. That scene works because every time he tests one, you get a funny jump cut to that person who just passed holding up a fl- another flamethrower at the other people in the room. Like it just it keeps stacking right. up behind Kurt Russell as the scene goes on, <laughs> where he like does it to Keith David. Then all of a sudden he's untied and is holding a flamethrower, and then he does it to the other the other black dude, and then right. he's untied and holding a flamethrower. It's like it's almost just a great just, visual just like gag. The the idea that you can just like tie a person up with just you know like they're around their chest and arms and that's like completely immobilizes them somehow it's kind of funny to me too because like that's you you could get out of that so easily you just wiggle you know yeah uh but yeah whatever good stuff but yeah anyway great movie highly recommend anyone that hasn't seen it uh spoilers obviously for 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 40 year old movie um but yeah, so, you know, we, we, we this is going to be a kind of a truncated episode this week. And, and really, we're, we have, I mean, we're going to talk about one thing for the most part. Um, and it's going to be the same thing we talked about last week, because the, the situation in Gaza, in Palestine, in, in the, the, the fictional country of, uh, that, that's recognized in, in parts of the world uh, known as Israel, is uh, significantly worse even than it was uh, last time we were on here. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't even know where to start to begin to dive in on this. Where did do you, what angle did you really want to come at this from? Because there's so um, many little things well, that happened in the last week or so. So yeah, so Israel bombed a hospital, killed 500 people, then blamed it on a Hamas rocket, which is laughable on yeah. its face because Hamas rockets are it's it's like a rocket propelled grenade. It's got a blast radius of about 10 feet. You know, like it's it's only lethal if it like literally like hits you and blows up. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's why you don't have like mass casualties in Israel until, you know, about a week ago, because, you know, these rockets, you know, they, they can't target anything the way, a, you know, a 500 pound laser guided bomb dropped from a $35 million plane can. Um, so, of course, you know, you would you would think there'd be international outrage uh, from Western countries that Israel bombed a hospital. Of course, there wasn't. Um, the, the response is either, well, it must've been Hamas doing it to themselves, um, because they're evil and they don't care about their own people, which is, you know, just laughable. Like they're literally risking their lives, uh, against one of the most powerful armies in the world to try to liberate their people from yep. military occupation. Um, but they're the ones that don't care about human life. Right. Uh, I mean, if you read their, their statement they put out when they initially attacked, yeah, everything in it was about imperialism, colonialism, settler colonialism, white nationalism, the things that are fighting against, right? So, right. So, of course, of course, the next day, yeah. So, of course, the next day after that happened, uh, Biden flew to Israel to give a, a hug to the mass murderer who uh, I think the, the death toll in Gaza is up to 6,000 people now, uh, something like 40,000 homes. Yeah demolished which which again for the crocodile tears for the 1800 israelis that were israeli occupiers that were killed in the initial um in the initial you know the siege or whatever you want to call it from from the uh uh the hamas militants what where are the fucking where are the crocodile tears now for the three times as many palestinians that that have been killed and obviously i mean that's their math we've talked about this before that's the acceptable math it's it's ten to one or a hundred to one, depending on where you fall on the spectrum. Sarah Silverman, did you see her her shit on Instagram? I I, I keep seeing things pop up. I can't even stomach to fucking read the garbage that she posts because she's just she such said an absolute as, bigot. She said as long as there's you know 140 Israelis held hostage, that nobody in, in Gaza deserves food or water. Yeah, she no, just, that's, she that's, just said it. She just outright just said completely it. Completely genocidal, and you know that's that's fine though. And it's I, 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 <laughs> The fact that they, they, they're just completely open about supporting the genocide is the really scary part. Um, but there is some defection going on. Uh, I noticed today there's a lot of tweets from people resigning 
You know, I, I, I was actually going to bring that up. That's funny that you saw that too. Did you? So you saw the guy from the state, the State Department official that resigned. Um, I, I can read that. So there's a an article in HuffPost uh, that came out yesterday. Um, uh, the headline was "I couldn't shift anything." Senior State Department official resigns over Biden's Gaza policy. What was his uh, name? Josh Paul, who spent a decade yeah. in yeah, who spent a decade in the State's Bureau overseeing arms sales, exclusively spoke with HuffPost after quitting <laughs> over the U.S. approach. So this guy was a fucking arms dealer for the State Department for a- over and even years. he couldn't stomach it. <laughs> I mean, this guy's the that is like the scum of the earth of the scummiest of the earth jobs. A fucking arms dealer for the State Department. You have any Nazis and fucking complete fascist like militias and and actual terrorists this guy sold weapons to and he couldn't fucking stomach the fact that this is so obvious that we're fucking we're the bad guys in this situation and that there's it's a very clear delineation that that no no one will be moved on this that we will i i hope he writes a book and they make it into a movie because this is this is like every hollywood movie which stars like an assassin who like finally you know, yeah. has a has a heel turn and be like, "Hey, what if what if the things I'm doing are actually wrong?" Right? Yeah, no, uh, that, gross point blank, <laughs> fucking uh, unbelievable movie. Um, but the, well, you saw so, the, the trailer for the killer. No, I heard it. I heard it was incredible though, and I love Fassbender. I'm happy he's back to acting, and it's Fincher. So, like, how is that? Well, he not never be does a slam dunk, right? Well, Fassbender is, I think, is a great actor, but he like he never takes leading roles. He always takes well, that, really like supporting roles. So I'm and he's I'm like kind of re- excited. he's been like semi retired for like a decade, like a lo- pretty long time. He took like a weird break. I think he like do racing or some shit. I don't know, but yeah. He, well, he semi broke a woman's arm, so that was I think also part of the reason why he kind of oh, took it okay, back. I didn't even know that. <laughs> he, I, I don't, I don't know exactly, but the, like this the story was, you know, he was like an abusive alcoholic, and he fucking threw a worm across the room and broke her arm, <laughs> basically. Yeah, in a hotel somewhere. Um, but but I, I, never, I never saw the. <laughs> You know, like no, he wasn't charged with anything. I don't know when this happened. This was like many, many years ago. And and maybe that was before. like his wake up call and why he took so many years off. It was like, I don't oh, know. fuck, I really got to get know. myself clean and I would horrible. But whatever. You know, but. it's yeah. What I so anyway. So I, I saw the trailer for the killer. I was just like, I I remember when this movie was called Gross Point Blank. So like, this is, <laughs> is that the, the whole, premise? Okay, I did. He, yes, it's that is exactly the premise. But it's dark and finchery, so it'll right. be. You know, won't be the chuckle fest that uh, John Cusack was. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy quits. Um, and in his statement, uh, quitting State Department, Josh Paul, ex-director of Congressional Public Affairs, Bureau of Pol- uh, Political Military Affairs at the State Department. Uh, in his statement, he said he couldn't be a part of ethnic cleansing or the occupation or apartheid. He used those words. So this, this, this isn't somebody who, you know, was trying to sugarcoat this shit. Right. And 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 I gotta think that a lot of these guys are, are resigning because it's very clear and it's been pretty plainly stated that the intention now is to wipe out the entire remaining population of Gaza. Like they they they, they just want to kill off the remaining two million or so lingering Palestinians that are you know hanging around on 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 their land. Uh, and and I feel like that's basically why the U.S. is just complete blinders pretending that nothing that happens that's horrific is Israel's fault because they know this is a zero sum game. Uh, we're, we're living proof. We're the fucking proof of concept in the United States that if you wipe out an indigenous population to such a degree that they're, they're minuscule, that it basically will just be kind of okay in the world's eyes. Like not that it's okay if it like you ask anyone, but you know, like they're not like what consequences the U.S. faced for white for complete mass genocide of uh, the entire indigenous population of of like the land that we're fucking living on right now um, on a global scale. We've really not faced any consequences for that. So I think that's the that's always been the long game for Israel. But I think that they now realize that they don't have as much control as they thought they did. So I think that they're they, they always get a window accelerating it. They get a window of time in which they can do whatever they want. True. But and it's always, you know, it's always like you get two weeks to, to just massacre people. Different, though. This feels this worse. feels different, obviously, because you know, it's it's they can now say, well, this came out of nowhere. This is unprovoked. 
<laughs> right. 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 I mean, Israel kills a child on average of every two days, just as at a base level. Right. That's just their but a, this was standard unprovoked. operating procedure. Yep. So it isn't just this one guy, though. This is this is much bigger as far as the 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 you know the beginning of mass resignations of people uh, working in Washington. Um. So this was from somebody who was anonymous, but they said the current conditions are forcing a reckoning moment. The person in the administration says we don't know what level the somebody within the Biden administration. They continue. There's a there's a deep, deep sorrow and pain for people as they're seeing the death count rapidly mount and a panicked and alarmed sense of how are we allowing this to happen? They continued. The pride I felt serving in Biden's administration has now given way to deep shame. May God forgive us. Um. So yeah, that's an honest person. And then we have this um, uh, Ro Khanna's political director just resigned after only two weeks on the job. He <laughs> wanted Khanna to co-sponsor Tlaib's ceasefire resolution, but Khanna has not done so. And this guy is named uh, Adam Raymer, just staffer, re- uh, replied to it and said, personal note, I resigned on my job on Monday because of a refusal to call for a ceasefire. I will be doing everything in my power to stand against war and for Palestinian justice. So please oh, yeah. continue to DM me for any volunteering organizing needs that I can assist with in NYDC. So, I mean, that's that's not cheap to be out of a job living in New York City or in D.C., right? No, no. And and those people, like people that work for, like staffers, do not make a ton of money on a grant. No. Yeah, especially for the <laughs> rent prices in, in D.C. I mean, so. it's, it's crazy. And this is, this is a... Uh, this is from Huffington Post today also. Exclusive. State Department officials are preparing a descent cable over Biden's Israeli-Palestinian policy. Quote, a mutiny is brewing within the state at all levels, the official said, as staff described anger, depression, tears in meetings, plus rumors more colleagues will quit. So, hmm. yeah, so this is this is I mean, and keep in mind, like these, these people are more aware of what's happening than the, the regular public with well, they, the they, propaganda we we see nonstop on the news these people they're, they're keenly more aware of what we're doing over they, there they, they know how fucking gross it is what we're doing so anyone with a conscience like you know the people who aren't uh paid to be in those positions of power uh are fully aware and will be exit anyone with any fuck like i'm sure they're all wrestling with it but the ones who you know just have that much of a moral compass that they can't fucking take, you know, being a part of this. Um, I really have a very bad feeling about this whole situation in a way that not in my adult life have I felt like not since, and I didn't fully understand it cause I was pretty young at the time still. Um, but truly I don't feel like there's been this level of just misplaced uh, racism and vitriol towards a population or just towards a, a religion, uh, <laughs> people from a certain religion since nine, since the aftermath of nine 11, since the blind, uh, just disgusting levels of, 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 uh, anti-Arab, anti-Muslim hate that we saw, um, in the wake of nine 11 and in the lead up to operation Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom. Um, I really do feel like we're on the precipice of that again. And I mean, it's not, just anecdotal there have been fucking incidents and 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 deaths already that that could be linked directly to this um there was Here one in chicago yeah Here literally chicago. like a, this week uh in chicago do you, do you have anything on that story you just want to mention kind of the yeah yeah so this 76 year old landlord broke into the house or apartment of one of his tenants tried to murder a 32 year old woman and did murder her six-year-old son by stabbing him 26 times. Yep. And the police said it was just because they were Muslim. Yep. Yep. This just- this guy, this, I don't know. His, so I looked at his, I'm not going to say his name, but I looked his name up and it's Polish. So I'm guessing there's a chance he could have been Jewish. I don't know. Um, I didn't feel like speculating on it or sure. researching it further than that because it doesn't matter. Because he's a fucking right. ignorant racist piece of shit, and right. you he know, was like, it, "Hey, I I know of some Muslim people I can go kill because I have the keys to the where they live, and they can't stop me." Yep. And I I I failed in killing the woman, but I succeeded in killing a child. Yeah, twenty six times, just completely fucking psychotic and beyond the pale. And my fear is that, you know, as bad as it was. In, in, in 2002 and 2003, late 2001, um, 
and, 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 and that's not to understate it. I mean, it was horrific. We've killed millions of people, millions of civilians in, in Iraq and Afghanistan and, and the Middle East in general. As horrific as that was, I don't think the American public was nearly as crazy uh, en masse and as in, easily influenced as they are now. Um, if I don't this, know. I don't know about that. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I remember. No, no, when I, when I say that, I mean, in terms of just baseline, not because of the incident. I just mean, like, I feel like we're just generally a little more fucking nuts post COVID. Like I just, you know, that little thing that broke in people's brains during COVID where they're like, I will have no empathy for other people and I will not do anything that slightly inconveniences me. And, you know, it, all that stuff, like coupled with just everything else, I feel like I see that. Yeah, it's just I, I, mean, I mean, specifically and, like the the anti-Muslim sentiment. No, I remember, no, 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 that was horrific. Yeah, right. It, that know. was way worse. Um, and if so anything, far. it feels like right wingers right now are like really anti-war, even with this thing. Like they're just they're opposed to the war, and you you know proxy war in Ukraine. They're opposed to this proxy. Well, not not proxy war really, but it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, whereas after 9-11, I, you know, I was everywhere. You saw those fucking, you know, the ribbon magnet stickers support the troops on every fucking pickup truck and SUV, you know, bumper stickers that said give war a chance. You know, it was just people were frothing at the mouth. That's true. Blood. That's that is true. I should say that. I, I think there maybe it's a smaller percentage that support this now, but they may be more psychotic per capita. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess it's kind of a pick your poison of what's worse. Um, but, I, you know, actually, it's funny enough. I just saw a poll as we were kind of like talking and, and I was doing some background research. Apparently, YouGov and CBS News did a poll um, on the 16th to the 19th until today. So, I mean, it's very, very recent sentiment. Um, should U.S. send weapons slash uh, supplies to Israel uh, by party? Should uh, well, okay. So Democrats should forty-seven percent should not fifty-three percent. Independents should forty-five percent should not fifty-five percent. So Independents even more so than Democrats do not think we should send weapons and supplies mm-hmm. to Israel. And Republicans, honestly, not a bad number. Should fifty-seven percent should not forty-three percent. Um. So that is an overwhelming majority when you add those numbers up uh, of people saying right. we should not be sending fucking weapons to to Israel. Um, and it, it, that is encouraging. But what's even more encouraging than that um, is this fol- the, the second question of that same poll. Uh, should U.S. send humanitarian aid to Palestinians in Gaza by party? Democrats should 70 percent, should not 30 percent. And then independents should 59 percent should not 41%. And even Republicans should 41% should not 59%. Um, right. Yeah. Well, it's it's hilarious too, because I'm sure there's, you know, the, the crossover people that think we should keep sending bombs to Israel and keep sending aid to <laughs> Gaza is a huge crossover where, where in their brain, as long as we send in some, you know, bottled water and food trucks, it's okay to keep leveling their houses. We we right. sent a hundred million in aid to Palestinians and ten billion in aid to Israel was the was the last right. uh, package that I saw. So you know, so just, we, just... we apparently uh, Egypt and Israel uh, were allowing twenty trucks worth of food into Gaza today. Twenty twenty trucks of food for two million people. Yeah, that should be. You know, what is that? What, 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 how many? How many? Th- how many? Th- you know, people do do we really need to feed? Like, how many? Come on, I forget. A truck could probably feed. You know, a good. And then uh, on 10, top of that, though, on top of that, I forget who the fucking right wing piece of shit was, but they <coughs> proposed a bill uh, called the Stop Aid to Hamas bill that would have blocked those twenty trucks because oh, apparently yeah, no. we have, we have veto power over the UN and also Egypt's border. Apparently. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and, and Bernie Bernie shut that down. He was just like, "You're you're insane if you think I'm gonna let that happen." Um, yeah, he, but he then we had another he had another Senate vote, uh, ninety seven to zero, yep. just just in support of Israel. Nothing tangible, just our our good feelings for Israel, ninety seven to zero. And I'm sure Bernie is one of the three that abstained from voting on it because he he always does that shit. He won't vote either way on it. He'll just no abstain. right. It, it would actually, you know, mean something to vote no on that sort of bullshit, you know, 
you know, foaming at the mouth, uh, pro war resolution, but you know, no such luck on that, on that front. Eh, you know, he's Jewish. What are you going to do? Right. But I, see, but like, that's not an excuse. Like, you know, I, I, no, I, 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 I and right, we talked right. about this last week. I but mean, you and cannot I, I get, get elected that it's a senator. Thing. You cannot get elected senator without the blessing of APAC. See, I mean, but he, I would, I, I would argue for like someone like him, he's uniquely situated to get away with it. Like, you know, and they still, they'll give him shit, but it doesn't land with most people when i know, you know when, it, when know. apac calls him an anti-semite when he when they call the most jewish man you've ever seen in your life an anti-semite you know like bernie, bernie. I, I agree he's got nothing to lose but you know unless unless the the cia heart attack gun has a second barrel right you know, no, he's, he's, i you know he's, built, he's, one he's been building up a slow immunity to the heart attack on uh just, just <laughs> small jolts here and there um yeah it, it's just um Wow. So, okay. So there's another result from that poll. Um, same poll from, from CBS and, and YouGov. Israel-Hamas conflict. Oh, by the way, I, this is the most fucking like obvious attempt at, at media narrative that I've seen in a long time where they're calling this the Israel-Hamas war. Um, how many wars in world history do you know where one side has the military might of the most powerful army in the history of the world, air force jets, fucking cruise missiles, every possible technological advantage that you can. And the other side's air force consists of uh, a couple hang gliders and, and some rockets that may or may not strike their target, you know, that were smuggled in fucking tunnels under the, under the city. Uh, In what world does that constitute a war and not just, you know, a guerrilla conflict or a struggle, you know, resistance struggle. Um, But, Irregardless of that, the the poll, uh, same from the same poll. Another question: Israel Hamas conflict. What should the U.S. do now? Number one result: seventy six. Oh, see, but this makes no sense. Send humanitarian aid to Israel. Uh, seventy two percent used to see the American people are so fucking stupid. Use diplomacy with the countries in the region was seventy two percent. 57% send humanitarian aid to Palestinians in Gaza, which again, very, very positive number considering. Um, and then only 48% send weapons and supplies to Israel. So, uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess that there's some comfort in the fact that it was only humanitarian aid and that the majority did not support um, sending weapons to Israel. More it's, I mean, these polls, the way they ask the question is often not the way it's represented in the results right. of the poll, for one. I worked in survey in a survey research lab at a university, and it was, you know, the, the way that you had to phrase certain things was extremely explicit to weed out any kind of bias in leading the person to the desired answer. Yeah. I mean, there, there wasn't a desired answer, at least in theory. Um, a lot of the questions though, were still just like, I think designed to introduce an idea to the person that they didn't know about. Right. Yep. And get the response to it. Like it, you know, when you have a bunch of people and you're test marketing words, you know, like, uh, Hey, Hey, what if, what if we called it uh, climate change instead of global warming and everyone in the room's like, Oh, that doesn't sound nearly as bad. Right. You know, like shit like that. I'm not um, sure if you're aware, but Hamas is opening a storefront in uh, Dearborn, Michigan. How does that make you feel? <laughs> oh well, I I don't think that's a good idea at all. <laughs> like, well, they um, would, you know, they they would say, well, how would you, you know, how would you react if you heard that Hamas sure, is opening right. a storefront? Right. You'd be like, what? I'd be enraged. Is that is that happening? It was like, well, no, but we just want to get your reaction before. <laughs> but imagine if know, it did. when we when we need to uh, make you angry about a thing that doesn't exist, right? Right. <clears throat> I saw this tweet uh, today too from uh, the the Eve Six band account, which apparently is just like the one the one guy. And yeah, you know, I guess they're still a band and they're still making music or touring somewhere. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the name of a single Eve Six song. I just knew they. Oh, know you've, they're you, you you may not know them, but but like I'm sure if you hear it on the radio, you'd be like, oh, oh I'm sure I've heard them thousands Inside of times. Out, that, that songs you've heard thousands that. of That's times. The, I've heard their music that heart I heart in a blender song, a heart in a blender song. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm sure I've heard, you know, a million. If you've been Katie, to a Katy Perry, I've heard so many Katy Perry songs. Sure. And Taylor Swift songs. And I couldn't tell you one from the other. You know, like, I don't know. This is not shit I listen to. But I remember when Eve Six started to tweet out like, political stuff and they were kind of more like centrist liberal kind of bullshit. Um, and then I say this today. 
see this tweet. The guy says, uh, the Eve Six guy, whatever his name is, I want to thank all the American celebrities who are letting us know they run anywhere from total indifference about Palestine, uh, Palestinian lives to being full-throated genocidal freaks. <laughs> yeah. He's been good ever since 2020 when he really started tweeting, when the, the one guy, the bass player, started like tweeting from that account. Uh, he's been really good, and he's he's, oh, he's they, like they let the fairly bass player ha- handle the account. That's never good. It's he, it's one of those weird <laughs> bands where the bass player is also the singer. It's it's the oh, the, okay. the, the rush kind of I usually think the bass, trio as well. Yeah, just if you, like in in sort of like the cliche band dynamics, bass players always thought of as like the you know less intelligent stepchild. Well, usually, it's the big mook because you have to be stronger to hold the bass. Like just in general, so it's usually like the big mook of the band is the bass player just sure. grunts and doesn't sure. say anything. But then every once in a while, you get like a, like a police where Sting is the bass player and the singer, or you know, <laughs> Rush or something like that. But. God, um, I, I I shudder to think what Sting's opinion about this conflict oh God, would be like. Because you never, Man. I it's not like he's like a really public person. I mean, can you just imagine him? Like I always, I always imagine Sting's a person that talks about himself in the third person. Well, that, that's the problem. Is like he seems pretentious, <laughs> but he's also never been as openly pretentious as like a Bono. So it's like I don't want to unfairly mis uh, malign him sure, for, for sure. what something he didn't do. But, uh, it's just but he his, just his, seems his like that type face. of person. Exactly. I mean, you see him in in. And you're just like, I feel like that's who he really is. <laughs> it's his face. It's his solo music. It's, you know, the desert, yeah. Ro- like that desert rose song. You're like, anyone who writes that song just got to be a fucking pretentious dick. You know, it just, like, I, it's just... like, like Sting walks into the, you know, the boutique uh, clothing place, but it, like he has to, like everyone else has to leave before he steps inside. You know, they have to like clear the room for him. And he just walks in and he's perusing the rack and. You know, somebody suggests something to him and he just looks at it and goes, Sting doesn't like this jacket and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> 100%, 100%. But I mean, that, that being said, the police are one of the great fucking bands of all time. And I, I just hit after hit. Uh, great, great shit from them. Great, yeah. like early kind of reggae punk roots. Um, right, there we go. I, I dug this shit. Um, um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it. It seems like it's not getting any better. I'm very concerned. I do think that there's at least mixed sentiment. And, and you know what? I will say there's been a lot more. Uh, I've, been, I've also been very kind of heartened to see how much uh, massive protests there are of the occupation and for Palestinian rights. You know, uh, to the point where the news is having a hard time. You know, I, I even just saw like I was sitting watching the local news before I came on the air here and um there were like massive uh pro-palestinian uh and you know and the fucking and the occupation ceasefire now type protests in new haven and i'm like well that's uh and the news they they you know they tow the line because they can't like obviously you're not gonna look at thousands and thousands of people the you know, incredibly diverse young looking crowd and be like well look look at all these racists and you know, in New Haven that were uh, protest, like, I mean, you know, I'm sure fucking, you know, Alan Dershowitz, if he goes on Fox News would say that, but no rational person's going to look at that and believe that bullshit, that crock of shit, you know, kind of framing. So I do think that that is kind of how we are going to hopefully allay all of the, 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 the massive uh, anti-Islamic sentiment that we did see in the wake of 9-11, where there really was not uh that level of pushback i mean there were some and there were you know there were mass movements especially in other countries but it just never reached the fervor here that it needed to to stop that sort of you know and and it's really hard to to be opposed to a protest when they're all jews protesting and that was the other thing i saw a lot of yeah in the Capitol Rotunda, there was Jewish Voice for Peace or Jewish Voices for Peace. I can never remember which one it is. Um, yeah, voice for Voices. But yeah, I've, I've done work with them before. They're great. Um, and there were some other Jewish organizations that were part of that. Uh, and, and it was hilarious watching all the blue checks uh, on Twitter shit their pants over it because they were freaking out saying, so what, they can do a Capitol insurrection and we can't? Like, <laughs> like literally, they, they looked at pictures with people all wearing shirts saying, you know, Jews in favor of ceasefire and singing and dancing and playing guitars. And they thought that's the same thing as a lethal capital riot. 
Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. They can't. They think that's the exact same thing. A, yeah. a, a, a sit down protest is the same thing as breaking down the doors and murdering police officers. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking. I mean, you remember we were out, we were on the air. We were recording our episode when that shit happened. Yeah, that was funny. And we the first picture I saw was they were barricading doors with guns drawn. I'm like, well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh shit this is, this is popping off um, um and i'm not one of these fucking lunatics that was like this was an insurrection against democracy this was no, worse we, than we, like, we were laughing no, we about were, it on the air we were like oh yeah. this kind of fucked up we we're but, like okay uh, someone's people are gonna get looks like people are getting killed or are going to get killed um but you know probably nobody that gonna be too sad about <laughs> right losing. right that, that was uh, kind on, of our, on either our side sentiment <laughs> Um, and it was also just, yeah, it, the, the, the funnier thing about that was just the, the aftermath where it was just, it oh. was like, it was like 10, nine 11s to liberals because it was like the most was, polite thing you can possibly ever. They, they literally undertake. thought that if, if they had broken through enough doors and, you know, got the, the, the paper copy of the election results and just tore it up that, that somehow like that would nullify the election. Like there's literally people that think that, that yep. if they had just like. You know, if they had just uh, pushed Mike Pence down a flight of stairs, that Trump would still be president. Yep. <laughs> and it's yep. just like, that's no, not how everything works. It's 100%. not written down in one place. On like, It's not like if you <laughs> physically tear up not the, national treasure, the original like. copy of the Constitution that somehow there's just there's no more laws anymore. Like it's written down other places. We're not going to forget them. Okay. Yeah. No, there's, there's a secret chamber uh, under the white house where the, the, the presidential uh, amulet is kept. And if you're <laughs> able to find it, if you, you know, you have first of all, you got to steal the declaration of independence. First of all, we know that we know that there is invisible ink on the back that you have to expose right. to, to find the map to it. But if you are able to obtain the, the presidential amulet, you are then given the power to to send uh, whoever the current president is, in this case Joe oh, Biden, God. to the shadow realm, and then appoint whoever you want as it's, his uh, replacement. You know, it's every five minutes. Uh, Tom Hanks has to hop in another, you know, uh, caravan of cars driving very fast down very narrow streets to a different side of the Vatican. Have <laughs> uh, you ever looked at a, at a fucking map of the Vatican? Oh yeah, it, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty wild. It's, I, there's I'd like, like to there's go there just even, to see the weird fucking. But it's so tiny. Where are these car chases happening in the in the Da Vinci Code every five minutes? <laughs> like, like this three block radius. Are they well, like okay? Let's let's go fucking drive around the circumference of Rome and then come back to the you know the, the the other building inside of Vatican City that we need to get to. Even though we could have like walked there and it would have been like a hundred well, feet away. See, that's the <laughs> more interesting thing. There's are, is there is a lot of labyrinth labyrinthian like shit under the vatican car chases and like, make no but, fucking but, right, sense no of course not. there's of nowhere course, to have but... a car chase in the vatican there's there, there's like barely even a parking lot there right <laughs> and and half of the vatican is like a big park with trees and there's no cars or roads and it's like why would you it's like they just they're counting on americans having you know never leaving the country thinking well, that we the hear vatican the word city, city and we're like obviously there's you know a 50 square block radius around like the pope's house it's and they, they, they really you know like do, are there are there like car chases every five minutes in those books i don't think there are <laughs> it's know. like we gotta we gotta fucking make this i remember them being pretty hacky years. i didn't read them i think you know whenever the 2003 or four or whenever the fuck they came out and i remember them being pretty hacky so i i, I wouldn't be shocked if there were but um th i think that the overriding uh, uh, uh horror of those movies was the one with the fucking Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor in it? Yeah, it was the, I think that was the second one, yeah. Oh my god. That, that was, he, it was where he plays like the the he's like the pope that does the heel turn. Like he he's the young pope that's like everyone's like, "Oh, look, he's the young pope. He's going to save right. us all." And then it's like, "Oh no, he was secretly the one who killed the old pope and he's bad." And I, fucking I mean, what was he going to what was his plan if like the if they didn't find the bomb he planted, like how was he gonna fake being the hero if he, they didn't actually find? Oh, the, the antimatter bomb. bomb that he that he planted. The fucking well, he's stupid as fucking the bomb that he made out of the god particle because that yes. was a thing in the news uh -huh. back then. So they were like, oh, let's just put the god particle. What's that yeah. mean? I don't know. It's that, a blue that, thing that, that glows. Is like <laughs> the book for stupid people who think that they're smart. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Oh my god. Um, well, as soon as the helicopter blew up and he, he's like parachuting down from it, I was like, oh, he's he, this was all staged. He's the bad guy. Didn't he, didn't he have I, maybe maybe this is just my my brain making this more comedic. But didn't he have like a like the Pope crest on his fucking parachute like when he was plummeting down? Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah, okay, I barely remember it anyway, but I just remember thinking like he's, he clearly but... is the one who's behind all this because he, you know, 
he, he made this elaborate plot to look like the hero, but like if he just right. if if he discovered the bomb on his own, then they would know that he had put it there. It's the detective right. guy that had to find it first, but he finds it with like ten seconds to spare. <laughs> what was his plan if they didn't find it? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that that's shot, I guess. Um, no, the the most horrific thing about that movie though is, of course, Tom Hanks's hairpiece. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that that fake mullet that he has in that movie. Like it's just, what a, what a bizarre fucking, I think it got weirder each time too. Yeah, and like, like, what a weird uh, choice. Like there's, I don't think it's even really explicitly mentioned or if it is, who cares in the book? Like just let him have his short hair. Like, what are you doing? It's fucking yeah. weird. Like, what a weird choice. Um, I feel like but, that's, that's the kind of thing where it like, that was his choice. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. That's a weird actor <laughs> like, choice. Like, no, like we no, gotta no. have like he got you know because actors want to do something different and like uh, i gotta figure out what the character is and like maybe if i just look at a bunch of different wigs and pick out like which which would be the weirdest <laughs> wig this character could wear and they still have to be taken seriously and that's like my little prank on the fucking movie itself i don't know <laughs> it was he had like like if doc brown had like dyed his hair brown like that was the the, the type of hair that he had it was just very bizarre <laughs> right. weird, weird fucking choice but anyway yeah. on that note um yeah, I think that I think that does for us this week. Um, let, me, let me take a look real quick if I had anything other little things here. No, I had some. Oh, so this headline from the Onion: Biden urges Americans not to let dangerous online rhetoric humanize Palestinians. <laughs> they had a lot of good ones this week. They also had ones where I, I forget the exact headline, but it was something like uh, <laughs> Israel uh, implies that maybe it was you that blew up the hospital or something like that. Like, <laughs> You, right. the reader, that blew up the hospital. <laughs> How do we know you didn't do it? Right, reader, um, per- person looking at these words right know. now. On- Onion's fucking great. It's the only, um, one of the only sane. Po- it's so great to see. The- liberals are still shocked by this. It's funny to see that they're still discovering that the Onion is like actually a leftist organization because they just remember the like funny anti-Bush stuff from them, and they're like, "What? What the fuck happened to the Onion? When did they become a bunch of communist Nazis?" When did the, when the, did the Onion say. go woke? Yes. When, when did the onion go woke? So I just want to read a couple of these real quick. Uh, just also from today from the onion. Americans explain how they are ignoring the Israel Hamas war. <laughs> uh, and sometimes when I read these, I'll like read like the name of the person because it's relevant, but they weren't for this. So I'm just going to skip that. <clears throat> I'm just going to read a couple here. I ignored the Vietnam war. So this should be easy. <laughs> yep. Ignore. I made a post about how it's a very complicated issue. So I think I've earned the right to check out completely. <laughs> I guess I haven't heard a compelling argument as to why I should care about human life. Yep. yep. <laughs> Wait, I thought the Russian Ukrainian war was the one I was supposed to be ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm focusing all of my hate on trans people for now. <laughs> God. <laughs> Every time I think about commenting, I ask myself, what would Jesus do? And then I continue to pretend like it isn't happening. <laughs> Three more. Now that America's celebrities have all weighed in, I think we can finally move on. <laughs> I'm busy preparing for the upcoming war on Christmas. <laughs> Last one. I've been trying a hybrid approach where I ignore it, but also somehow argue about it online a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah too too real too real yeah well on that note um i think that does it for us this week obviously that we'll continue it, yeah. to bring you um updates on this situation uh as, as i fear it will get worse you know regardless of what the american people feel about it but it, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try um and hopefully you know we'll, we'll get a better resolution than than what i fear fear is the inevitable uh, resolution of this but we'll see uh and we'll talk about it either way uh if you like the show or want to support the show rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left we may be moving our hosting soon I, I haven't had time to look into it but I, I there are better alternatives now we've been on this platform for a while so we'll do, we'll talk about it on the show before it happens so everyone will be prepared for it but just yeah. just be alert for that um uh follow us uh on facebook facebook sorry for any soundcloud diehards out there <laughs> yeah 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 that one <laughs> if anybody's like really loyal to comments it. and yells at us uh oh, we'll, we'll have crushed. to find a way 
to comment on on whatever hosting site we use after this. But. We'll just we'll just stop telling where people can listen to the episodes for a couple of months, and then we'll see if he still figures out. He gave us a comp. <laughs> I, he gave us a compliment last week about how good our episode was, and then he said something about how like retarded our vaccine conversation was. I think uh, towards the end. So you know, can't win them all. When, when did we even talk about the vaccine? <laughs> I, last I like episode? for ten seconds mentioned that Aaron Rodgers is like a fucking lunatic, oh, and how right. cursed I am as a Jets right. fan that he I want him to be good but also he's like a dipshit so you know i guess this is again our our five minutes of retarded vaccine talk that's gonna upset this guy um you know, but, i mean if people didn't want to get the vaccine they were more than welcome not to you oh know? It's, well you know it's just in the truth <laughs> yeah and the truth in the tr- if, if, if you know in the true halloween spirit i'll tell you a really spooky story i got not one but two vaccines at the same time the other day Ooh. And now, you know, I'm uh, like, like two injections, like literally at the same time, like you had two different doctors jab you like both arms. At yeah. The same yeah. Time. No, I was like, you know, I, I was going to get my COVID and my flu shot at the same time. So I was like, guys, just come on one on each side. Like you. Just get- yeah. It just it's it's like the fucking turn your key, sir, moment from uh, spies like us. Gotta- <laughs> yeah, that, that's I, I my, my body it, only ready. accepts vaccines if, if they're turn if they're injected at the exact same I gotta, time. Got to have the symmetry. Otherwise, my body will reject it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Gotta- no, you yeah, I got, I got them both at the same one. time, and yeah, my one arm was a little sore for 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 like a half a day. So you know, obviously, I'm well. Now, it's because uh, the Bill Gates microchips have to you know have time to spread out. In your, yeah, your, your body has all... to it has to you know either accept or reject it as it's injected, and then you know hopefully it just it's it settles in, and and then I'm now you know a sleeper cell waiting to be activated. So right, right. I That's bet you get I bet you get great five G cell service now inside your. <laughs> I brain. do, I do. It's weird. I don't know. My my. My, my eyes are starting to glow at night. I'm not really sure what that's about, but I'm sure it's fine. Uh, not a side effect or Take anything. this spoon and like stick it up against the side of your face when it's 150 degrees <laughs> and you're sweaty and it sticks there. That's how you know the vaccines are working. Yep. No, 100%. 100%. So, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, uh, I will, we will, uh, yeah, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook.com slash MoveLeftIdiots, Twitter uh, at Move underscore left. Uh, yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. See you next week. Of your profession